horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. And thank you for joining us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about the Sport of Kings. Talking about the Sport of Kings, last week was huge in clearing away the fog in the Triple Crown pitcher. As usual, the Sport of Kings gives us a lot to talk about, but from last week, the picture will start coming into focus. Each and every week, I think it's going to happen, which is a good thing. Now we can start eliminating pretenders from contenders. It's all going down. Each and every weekend, it only gets sweeter. No better time to be a horse player. What is happening tonight? Recap of last week's races. Always good to know what's happening. Biggins. Yep, you got it right here. Not a man's magazine. We're going to talk about all the winners of Winning Ponies has been doling out. News in the big world of racing. Upcoming races for the week. It's always nice to plan ahead. At least I think so. I think you do as well. Special guest for this week, Mr. Bob Elliston, President and CEO of Turfway Park since 1999, Executive Chair of the NTRA Board of Directors, Treasurer of KEEP, Kentucky Equine Education Project, 2002 Man of the Year, Horseman's Benevolent and Protective Association, add an avid handicapper and fan in his spare time. And we're going to have a great guest tonight for the Grade 2 Lanes End Stakes taking place at Turfway Park this Saturday. Our man Dangerous Dan, winners for the weekend. Yep, you're going to have to hear it because the truth, sometimes it goes down a little tough, is if you didn't listen to Dan, you didn't cash tickets. And then we're going to wrap it up with a final furlong. That's handicapping with yours truly for the upcoming moneymakers for the weekend. Big night as usual. Looking forward to it. Wouldn't be anywhere else. Winning Ponies has us here 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, and we're talking about what we love. Speaking about what we love, let's talk about last weekend, the road to the Kentucky Derby. At least for this week, seems to be running north from the Big Easy. For you non-Cajun people, that means away from Louisiana Downs. While the favorites struggled or failed in three other states during the weekend, Parisian fire dominated victory. And Saturday's Louisiana Derby at the fairgrounds in New Orleans stands out as the most definitive Kentucky Derby prep yet. Impressive running. It was actually over a muddy track, Gabriel Saez, as Friesian fire for his run, and the race was over. Quick burst, boom. Kentucky bred son of AP Indy surged in the lead and drove easily by seven and a quarter lengths. Papa Clem was second in front of Terrain. This one is the real deal. In other preps, Pioneer of the Nile didn't exactly hurt his derby appeal in winning Saturday's $200,000 San Felipe Stakes at Santa Anita. But the Empire maker Colt appeared to be all out, and I mean all out, in the stretch run to hold off a safe pair of long shots, Feisty, Suances, and Geronimo. Pioneer of the Nile. Question marks there. 
can he get the mile and a quarter? Saturday's $300,000 Rebel, Oakland Park, expected to be a little more easy, just a paid workout for the undefeated old-fashioned route to next month's Arkansas Derby. Instead, old-fashioned opened up a big lead at the top of the stretch and essentially dropped the anchor and was overhauled by 57-1 shot. Win Willie, who wins by two and a quarter lengths, old fashioned was a comfortable second, eight lengths ahead of Poltergeist. Old fashioned tracked the early fractions of 22 and 2, 46 flat before taking the lead. But at that time, Cliffy Barry, jockey Cliff Barry, had Win Willie rowing from last in the field of nine. He says, I thought I was, I was doing great. I was going to finish third or fourth, Barry said after the race. But once I got into the stretch, suddenly I realized, hey, I can win this thing. If you saw the race, it looked like Old Fashioned was tied to an Old Fashioned pole. Cliffy Berry, job well done. Saturday's $300,000 Tampa Bay Derby was rated to be pretty wide open with several contenders eligible to jump into the Kentucky Derby mix. Seizing the opportunity was Musket Man under jockey Daniel Centeno. Swung him to the outside and closed very quickly. Very nice run there. Kentucky Oaks Prep. Don't forget Gail stocked the pace in $200,000 Saturday's Florida Oaks at Tampa Bay and took command in the stretch and wins by four. And you had to see this race. Rachel Alexandra went right to the lead in Saturday's $400,000 Fairground Oaks and never looked back. Wins by a length and three quarters. Jockey Calvin Burrell wasn't asking her for the final 16th. My only question to you is, do you think Calvin Burrell will keep her close to the rail? I'm going to bet a nickel that he will. Rachel Alexandra, I think, could run on broken glass. This girl is definitely the real deal. Proudinski raced close to the lead in Saturday's $500,000 Mervyn Muniz. And then just up the wire to win by a nose. Very nice race. Macho again rallied from next to last to win Saturday's $500,000 New Orleans Handicap by a length over Secret Getaway. Sock Sock took charge in the stretch run of Saturday's $125,000 Duncan F. Kenner Stakes, drawing off to win by a length and three quarters over Kodiak Cowboy. Santa Anita, life is sweet, rallied from last of six runners to win Saturday's $300,000 Santa Marguerite Invitational for Phillies and Mares by two and a half lengths over Santa Teresa. Very nice run indeed. She was very comfortable there for John Sheriffs and Garrett Gomez. She could have gone at any time. Life is sweet was nothing but sweet. Onward and upward we go. Let's take a look at the biggins. Friday, March 13th, there was 96 total biggins. Capping the top was Fauner Park, race 10. Superfecta Key, 4,827 shemoleons. Not bad. And then onward we go, and we find ourselves on Saturday, March 14th, 101 total biggins. Cabbing the lead, Penn National, race number four, Superfecta Key, $13,130 and 20 cents. Don't forget that 20 cents. Onward we go to Sunday, March 15th, 74 total biggins. Golden Gate, race six, and a Superfecta, $5,378.60. Not bad. Out of the big that day, Monday, March 16th, 26 total, Will Rogers down. Seeing more action out of Will Rogers. 
Nice payoffs. Race number seven, a Superfecta, 3,609.80 from Will Rogers Downs. Tuesday, March 17th, 52 total biggins. Sunland Park, race three, Superfecta key, 15,460.20. Then we head to Wednesday, March 18th, 43 total biggins. Santa Anita, races one through four, pick four, $4,030 and 20 cents. I leave the 20 cents for the clerk and maybe a few extra bucks. Thursday, March 19th, 29 total biggins. Not bad today. Hawthorne, race number four, Superfecta, 1,473.20. You have to admit, that's not bad at all. Not bad at all. News around the nation. Breen closes in on trip to the Derby. Life is a series of logical professions, progressions and professions. According to Kelly Breen, small but sometimes undefinable steps and great things can ultimately result. One step away from the Kentucky Derby is Westside Bernie, heading for the $500,000 Lane's End Stakes on Saturday. We're going to be talking with Bob Ellison about that. He might be able to shed a little light. Jones, star brings home big win, big loss. Frisian Fire romps, old-fashioned upset. We heard about it. Frisian Fire on fire. Win Willie takes down old-fashioned in the stretch to win the $300,000 Rebel. Old-fashioned was supposed to be out for just a little more than a gallop. This guy, Larry Jones, is about as honest as the day is long. Long ago, he had a, a very small stable. I say very small. I'm going to say modest. 20, 25 head. He and his wife, Cindy, just doing it the old-fashioned way. There's no magic. There's no magical potion. Just good old-fashioned hard work. And don't forget the guy wears a white cap. Anytime you see that white Stetson, it's usually heading to the winter circle. We talked about Rachel Alexander staying on the Oaks path. Wins easy by a length and three-quarters over Flying Spur. I'm going to file this under, what the hell is going on? $3 million offered for Win Willie. That was who beat Old Fashioned in good shape. The offer was declined. The Gray Colt will stay with his owner, Robertson, and aim for the $1 million Arkansas Derby. There's going to be some bears heading that direction. $3 million, take your money and run. Win Willie? Might have been big Willie there. How about some future book odds? I love the future book odds. They are definitely my favorite. Let's see, Bears Rocket is going to pay 321 beans. Beethoven, 48.60. Big Drama, wagering suspended. Chocolate Candy, $61. Desert Party, $37. Dunkirk, $16.80. Haven't seen a lot out of Dunkirk yet, but I think it's going to be good stuff. Flying Pegasus, 132.40. Frisian Fire, 18.40. General Quarters, 177.40. Giant Oak, out. Was going to pay $86 at the time of printing of this. Out off the Derby Trail. Hello Broadway, $140 and 60 cents. I Want Revenge, 22.60. Imperial Council, $43. Old Fashioned, 18.40. Ooh, not a big return at all. How about Papa Clem, 133.40. Patina, 145.20. Pioneer of the Now, 26.60. Quality Road, $30.40. Silver City, $245.20. 
Take the points. Hey, it's it's March Madness. 157.20, the Pample Moose. 21.20, there goes JoJo. 41.60, that's a pretty square price there. West Side Bernie heading for the Lane's End Stakes, of which we'll be talking with Bob Ellison here shortly. 89.80. Mutual Field, all others. As usual, not paying much, $11.80. Little news from around the nation. We talked some biggins. We talked some runners. We're doing the Louisville Shuffles, what we're doing here. And we are going to be talking with our special guest of the week, Mr. Bob Elliston, President and CEO of Turfway Park at the next break. So stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. Ain't never going to be the same. Cause I up my Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Beauty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll free at 1 346 9144. That's 1 346 9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. Plenty to talk about this time of year. Triple crown. I keep looking at the, I just keep looking at the counter, cannot believe it is right around the corner. When you start seeing the big stakes races start going down, you start seeing the, the bigger ones even start coming up on the screen, I get excited. I left off, and I was going to talk about the Oaks Futures, because this is, in fact, the time when you want to know who's paying what, when, where, and how. Kentucky Oaks Future Wagers, be fair, paying $98.40. How about Bon Jovi Girl? like the name of that one there, $73.40. Devotee, 
$148.20. Dream Empress, $132 even. Elusive Heat, $78.80. Not bad at all. Empress, impressive lady. Impressive lady, $318 flat out. That's, that's pretty smoking. Fits just right, $46.60. Four Dreams, $155.60. Frolic Dream, $286 even. Haka, $63. Not a bad day's work. Just Jenda, $110. Just Whistle Dixie, $7.60. La Ra, $82.80. Nan, $81.40. Ardaya, $227.20. Persistently, $122.60. Rachel Alexandra, oh my goodness, is she something else? Eight dollars forty cents. Renda, three hundred forty-two twenty. Rock Candy, two hundred three eighty. Sky Diva, seventy-four twenty. Start and Bound, eleven twenty. I love it. Third Dawn, eighty-one eighty. What a pair, forty-six eighty. And all other fillies, seventeen dollars and sixty cents. And talking about a winner. We have one on the phone. That'll be our special guest of the week. Winnie Ponies is honored to have on Mr. Bob Elliston, President and CEO of Turfway Park. Good evening, Bob. Eddie, how are you? That's good to hear from you, my friend. What is good happening? Good to hear from you. Sorry, I'm about five minutes late. I apologize, but I know uh, I know you've been keeping your listeners quite interested with your, <laughs> with your pearls of wisdom. Well, you know, I, I was having a glass of Chapelet, and I was thinking of you. <laughs> you know, I, I actually peeled it out of the bag and, and realized what I was drinking. So, you know, I, I really didn't realize it was five minutes, but it is great to hear from you. Bob, as we get kicking off, and I know this is a very exciting week out at Turfway Park, can you give our listeners a little history about Bob Elliston? Oh, wow. Well, you know, he starts, uh, hopefully, like a lot of your race fans that do, and that is uh, with a love of the sport. You know, I, uh, I grew up in central Kentucky. And, uh, uh, I, I, my first interest was, you know, I, I might have, I might have missed a few classes when I was going to Eastern Kentucky on a Friday afternoon in April and October to make it over to Keeneland, you know. Uh, I might not be the first, uh, co-ed to do that, but, uh, that's where I got hooked on it. And, uh, uh, after college, I worked in Frankfurt, but I, I lived, uh, close to Keeneland and I'd go over and watch the workouts and owned a few horses, cheap horses that we had some fun with. And uh, then got in the banking career in Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati, and when the opportunity in 1999 came about to uh, to head over to Turfway, uh, it was it was like a kid who was a Red fan growing up in the shadows of Crosley Field. It it just uh, has become a dream come true, and and I can't wait to get to work in the horse business every single day. Well, they couldn't have a better guy steering the ship. One who likes racing, loves racing. You're an avid fan. First out. Handicapper, owner, you've you've done a little bit of everything. You've kind of did the entire progression, which is really natural. But they couldn't have a better guy at the helm. Bob, this week is a signature race at Turfway Park. It's become a rite of spring in Northern Kentucky. You could even call it Northern Kentucky's version of the Kentucky Derby. Well, you know, the history got started a long time before I ever got there, and uh, uh, you know, you go back to 1972, and a, and a bright man named uh, John Battaglia had this vision that, uh, you know, it just wasn't uh, the bluegrass, or it just wasn't uh, the Derby trial back in those days, or uh, or even you know the Santa Anita Derby that there could be a Kentucky road beyond just the bluegrass, and he started the spiral, and he thought, you know, with the, with the timing of the calendar at Turfway. Uh, some late blooming horses, and you know very well, Eddie. These these three year olds can change uh, 
very rapidly in the course of a couple of weeks. He thought this is a great opportunity for a late blooming horse to spiral up to the Derby, and uh, and 38 years later, it's become exactly what he envisioned. It, it is truly one of the the best preps of the year uh, for without question, the best race in, in the world uh, and the highlight of the entire horse racing season. So it is a source of pride for us at Turfway. We know we stand on the shoulders of men who have gone before us uh, and women, for that matter, who have done great at Turfway. Um, and uh, we don't take it lightly. It, it, is, it is truly the, a, a week of celebration for us. Quick digression, Johnny Battaglia. When you go back in time and you're talking about the 60s and 70s, possibly one of the best general managers at the time, maybe at all time as far as racetracks. I believe his son calls races, too. Uh, I think he does. Uh, you know, I, those, uh, those bellowing lungs of his that will always give you either a well-bunched or a, uh, uh, and here they come. For, you know, I can just hear Michael, uh, Michael Battaglia, our longtime race caller, uh, great guy, handicapper extraordinaire as well, and, and odds maker. Uh, the entire Battaglia family have meant so much to Turfway Park, uh, uh, it, it's pretty special to be associated with those fine folks. Even has a great stepping stone, the John Battaglia Memorial, leading right up to the Lane's End. Bob, Turfway Park being a leader in the, I call it the synthetic revolution, do you see more big-name runners from the West Coast, which is also synthetic, heading the way of Kentucky for the Derby Trail for the future? I think that I think that very much could be the case. I mean, it, it uh, it's as evident as this weekend. I think you got uh, you know, an ex- as a matter of fact, he schooled today in the first race. Bill Road, Bill Road, trained by Todd Fletcher, uh, owned by some very prominent owners, and Jim Scatorchio, uh and his partner. Uh, that horse has hooked the best company that, that some might say exists out there. When you look at recently beaten by Pioneer of the Nile and I Want Revenge, but only beaten less than two links. Both of whom who've left that uh, that uh, cash call futurity out there, and and uh, and they came back to to run huge, as you know, of course, in uh, in, the, in the West Coast prep. And uh, I want revenge through that massive one thirteen buyer on them uh, on the East Coast. So this horse has hooked a lot of a lot of uh, solid horses uh, on the all weather out there. But he's looking to to bring it east. Uh, uh, you know, punch his card for the Derby in terms of qualifying on the graded stakes uh, earnings uh, schedule, but uh, you never know. I mean, uh, will that form translate into con- conventional dirt form? We saw it happen a few years ago with Hard Spun when he when he came our way and ran a pretty much a winning race on Derby Day. Uh, oh, we forgot Calvin Burrell found a spot on the rail with Street Sense, but uh, uh, it can happen and. Uh, and we're very excited about uh, the all-weather surface at Turfway. Bob, you mentioned some monsters, and you're talking about a monster purse here, $500,000 and a grade two. This can make or break you know, a lot of chances, and uh, there can be a lot, of, uh, a lot of happy people. Excuse me. There can be one happy group of people in the winner's <laughs> circle, but there can be a whole lot of happy people on track. For handicappers who are always listening, and for a man that is uh, a fan, you love the game, how would you go about handicapping for this premier race, in your opinion? Any bias horses to watch? I guess I, I guess I'm asking you, and I'm putting your feet to the fire. The Bob Elliston approach for the race. <laughs> well, I uh, let me say this: I think it's an extraordinarily value-oriented race. It is, it is the epitome, I think, of what John Battaglia was speaking to, and that is 
um, um, late-blooming horses with tremendous upside potential. And usually that translates into value at the window. Um, Twelve going postward, um, you know, a, a, a co- if there's a favorite, yeah, at five to two in Biddle Road, but you got Westside Bernie at three to one. I think they're going to both take tremendous action. Uh, and, and, but, but, but I think the favorite's going to get off at five to two, three to one, uh, which is an incredible value for either one of those horses. But then you, you go a little deeper, you peel the onion back a little, little more, and it smells sweet rather than stinky like an onion should. <laughs> there is, you, you look at a horse like Bill Mott, hold me back. Uh, this horse, I think, uh, six to one or eight to one in the morning line, hasn't won a great stake yet, but is really blossoming late. Reminds me a little bit of Flower Alley for Todd Fletcher a few years back. Um, beyond that, you've got the local horses in terms of Proceed B, who won the Bataglia, and Parade Clown right behind him. You know, Eddie, I, I, I think I think the value players have an opportunity to hit for an IRS ticket here. They may not, they, they probably shouldn't be afraid of that all, but uh, they put on those machines uh, because I think you, you might have some, some pretty decent odds horses uh, tracking in there to hit the board, but uh, you know, I think Westside Bernie is coming in very strong. He had a huge effort in the Holy Bull uh, and ran well last fall here in the Kentucky Cup. I like Biddle Road. As I said, I saw him turned up this afternoon uh, schooling in the first race uh, on today's card, and he looked extraordinary. Uh, but even if you got one of those three-to-one shots on top, I think there, there's a real opportunity here to go deep uh, on the tries and the supers and, uh, and, and knock one out of the park. I agree with you. Uh, a race of this caliber, and, and I, I, I can't say it enough that the all button is built for the third and fourth end of those supers and tries, or supers, and, and especially the supers, I, I will say, the 10 cent version. You can actually beat the taxman. I know the taxman doesn't want to hear that, but you can actually avoid the taxman by uh, stretching out a little bit. You can bet the same amount, but only in the dime version. I love Biddle Road. Coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, I, you know, I'm going to throw that out, and I like this little bit of a freshening off layoff, and there was an even effort. You mentioned Pioneer of the Nile and I Want Revenge, in both of which actually stepped out of that Santa Anita race on February 7th. So I like Biddle Road coming in, and uh, I agree. I, I think uh, if, you can, uh, if you can pull down the uh, Superfecta and or try, you're going to get paid in this race. This race offers tremendous value. It, it reminds me a lot of what happened at Fairgrounds this past weekend in the Louisiana Derby. I, I uh, uh, you know, Freezing Fire One was very impressive in there. Went postward, I think, as a, as a choice, or maybe yeah, I think he was the, the choice, maybe a second choice. But when you look at that uh, and the super, the ten cent super came back ninety seven dollars in that race, and it was and it was off a single horse. I think they really made that happen, and that was Terrain. Uh, who who was the uh, the Al Stall trained horse who who went in there I think uh, at, at just a slight just short of double digit odds but when he ran third in that in that super and it came back ninety seven dollars for a dime it demonstrated what can happen on these big race days when you get good balance fields and even when the favorite hits like Frisian Fire did or a Biddle Road or Westside Bernie does if you get one of those eight to ten sh- one shots in the mix. Uh, and maybe you got to go a little deeper to get them in a 12-horse field, like in the lanes in. Uh, you you can do well. I I I I'll, I'll. It's rare when I when I get to brag about one, but I had that dime and I had it ten times, and so I got back 970, avoided the tax man, uh, and and it wasn't that extraordinarily a play uh, because I had freezing fire on top, and I managed to put terrain in there with him. So 
you're exactly right. I mean, there, there's some real value here. There's a real opportunity to, uh, to go deep in here and, and, and hit a nice one. Well, now in front of 16,000 listeners, I'd like to ask you for a loan now that you actually had that 10 times for a dime. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I, that, that, that of <laughs> you can't find your you can't find your wallet for some reason. It's it's uh it's it's actually maybe been left at home. Bob, I need to change up gears, and I want to ask you a question about the state of racing in Kentucky. Is with many other states, Kentucky racing is facing many obstacles to hold its rightful place as Kentucky's signature sport. What is needed right now for growth? Well, I, I, you know, you and I are in, in very similar situations. You do a great job on your day job over there at River Downs, but you're faced with a bit of an uphill battle in terms of the Ohio racing circuit, not unlike the Kentucky racing circuit, uh, both with rich traditions, both uh, going back tens of years, decades, in support of quality horse racing that unfortunately um, are being left in the wake of these aggressive states like uh, Indiana and Pennsylvania, now Maryland and New York and Florida previously. These states are, are supplementing their purse funds with alternate gaming revenues, and, uh, and it's very difficult for us to compete for horse flesh. We, we've, we've experienced it at Turfway, uh, having tried to make up a few cards lost in clement weather and been unable to fill those cards because the horse population simply isn't there. You know, I think, I think, unfortunately, you guys are going to have that similar situation probably at River. Your meet up against the Indiana Downs, incredible purses that they're going to be giving away as, as the, the fine folks down at Ellis Park are going to be facing. And uh, in many respects, we're in it, we're in it together. And, and uh, uh, if it were me, you know, my preference is to, to make a go of it on horse racing because that's, uh, as a purist, like, like I know you are, we love that sport. We want to see it stand on its own two feet. Unfortunately, the, the amount of money that's being poured into these purse structures, into these facilities and these gaming states, just make it very difficult for us uh, to compete. So uh, we continue to fight the good fight. I know you folks in Ohio do as well, and, uh, and hopefully the, the elected officials will see the, see the need to support the horse industry that's been very important to both our states, but also allow us to help their states generate some money for worthy programs like education, human services, and local development. I think any type of alternative gaming, you know, I don't know if it's the answer all, but I definitely think it is It is definitely one of the key cogs that will uh, help fix the situation, especially in Kentucky, allow it to take its rightful place in other states, allow them to stay competitive, and, uh, and keep our game, or the sport we both love, and, and our listeners that they love, alive and well. The game has changed. The, the playing field is different than 40 years ago. It's not the only game out there any longer, and we have to stay competitive, and we have to have what our neighbors have, and, and we have to be able to offer out. The public has changed in their perception of, you know, they're just not content with nine live races with 20 minutes in between posts anymore. They want, they want that buffet of action. Uh, no question about it. They want, they, want, they want first-class physical plants. They want the facilities to be what they're now accustomed to when you look at these Tremendous river boats and Las Vegas-style gaming right in our backyard. You hit it right on the nose. Forty years ago, you wanted to gamble. You went to you went to Atlantic City or Las Vegas. Otherwise, you were at the racetrack every single uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and it's changed. And that expectation of the fan has changed. The other part of this is the economics in terms of um, it, it. It is not a sport for the rich and famous as a hobby on weekends uh, to send you know to send their horse to the racetrack and go with their friends to watch it. Today, it's a, 
It's a business where people, hardworking people, are investing their livelihoods in the business, and they have to get a return on that investment. Um, and, and that's why the purse structure in these, in these gaming states is so incredibly um, attractive to, to the horse owner. And I, I must admit, I can't, I can't fault the Kentucky owner who runs his horse at Presque Isle Downs where he's, uh, he's in much less tough than he is at Turfway, but he's running for twice the purse. Uh, they, they've got their hard-earned capital at risk, and they're they're simply looking to make a buck on that on that buck they got invested, and uh, and that's that's today's world. Uh, it's not forty years ago, and we as an industry need to adapt to that. Well, with the dollar spent, let's hope our elected officials, you know, heed our call, and definitely, definitely the uh, our folks around the state that really aren't familiar with horse racing really see that there is a, a great need because we want the survival of a the greatest sport that we know. Bob, we have 12 great races on tap with a first post of 110 this weekend. Are there available tickets, parking, special events? Tell us all about it. Um, uh, parking, you know, if you get there early, it's, it's pretty much open parking, uh, except for over on the uh, the left-hand side of the, the grandstand where the VIP tent is. But but earlier, earlier you get there, the closer you're going to be able to park. Um, Secondly, um, general admission tickets for $10 a piece to see the be- I mean, and this is incredible, the jockey colony that's coming on Saturday. It looks like a day at, you know, it looks like uh, Belmont Day or Derby Day when you look at Prado and Le Peru and Garrett Gomez and Calvin Burrell uh, and, and some of these incredible jockeys that are going to be there. So it's first-class entertainment, and for, for, t- for $10 ticket, it, it is arguably one of the best professional sporting days in the country. Um, there are a few... Very few grandstand seats available if you need to park, but it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, and, and, you know, as you know, when you come out there on the apron on a nice day like that and get caught up in the pageantry and the excitement of Lane's End Day or any big prep day like Cradle Day at River or whatever, it, uh, it is absolutely uh, worth the 10 bucks, and, uh, and you're right there uh, with a bird's-eye view of those great horses. So it uh, looks like an incredible day. I know the racing is going to be good, uh, and we'll certainly have a mutual window open for you. That is all we can ask for. I'm glad that you sold your soul to the devil to actually square up for the weather. That we're always glad for, that uh, we can only hope for the uh, maybe an early taste of, well, it's not an early taste of spring, but spring in its fullest. Bob, on behalf of Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank you for your time away from your busy schedule on the track to join us as this week's special guest. Eddie, always great to speak to a fellow race fan who loves the sport and a good dude at that. So uh, congratulations what you're doing with the program, and we'll see you out there on first post on Saturday. You can bet on that. Best of luck, Bob. We'll see you at the races. Take care. That's been Bob Ellison, president and CEO of Turfway Park. As you can tell, very passionate about the sport, the game, and a big day of racing out of Turfway Park. It's time to head out to a break when we return. We're going to be talking with Dangerous Dan and his weekend plan coming up here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then... 
time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Glad to be here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. Just talking to Bob Ellis about the big weekend at Turfway Park, the Lanes End $500,000 grade two. Now, the next guy we're going to talk to, yep, he's got the weekend plan. His name is Dangerous Dan. Dangerous, are you there? I'm here, Ed. Can you hear me? I can hear you, just like the commercial. Yes, I can hear you, Dangerous. I need to say something, Ed. Please. The guests you've been getting lately, take a look. You had Bill Trollo, then you had Pat Day, then you had the CEO from Turfway, Bob Ellison. And I, I heard a rumor that next week, Chris McCarron, I don't know what you're making. They need to pay you double. <laughs> Maybe I need to pay you double on that one. I'm telling you. You know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. You know, as you, as you well know, that I've, I've worked at two racetracks, you know, uh, Kentucky and Ohio, and you, you get to make a few friends and i have some very good friends in some in some higher places and one actually is the turf publicist president and he actually helps me find some folks and uh, and then some folks that i know actually gentlemen i talked to today for the future going to tease you a little bit steve coffin yeah I, I actually ran into steve today myself um the thing is is that uh you know you're getting all these high quality guests and uh you know, we've been in contact, as you know, with Kayla Straw from 
the show jockeys. Uh, yes, we have. Yeah, the, you, we, you called that one out because you said, Ed, she's going to be fun. I mean, she's young, she's fun, and, you know, what? let's give her a crack. And, you know, you actually brought that one up, and, uh, and, and it, because it's West Coast and sometimes, you know, just getting a new rider, you know, locked in. But you know what? We're going to hear from Kayla Straw and my girl, Chantel Sutherland. Your girl. That, that's right. You're a married man. I, I, have, to, I have to preface it with that. So, you know, I will be very pleased to have Chantel on because uh, I believe she's heading back to Woodbine, so uh, maybe a little easier when she's heading back on this time zone. But, Danny Boy, I appreciate the kind words. And it, coming from an avid fan and, and racetrack enthusiast and a guy who makes the world go round, it, may, it means a lot. And thank you, and thanks for taking part of it. Danny, with that being said, lead us on. And wh- where do we begin the Dan Explosion? Doing, uh, let's go five through... Five through ten at Turfway. We'll start with the, with the fifth. Uh, it's all Turfway tonight, Ed. Loving it. Okay, let's go to the fifth. I'm going to try to make you all some money so you can bet the, the bet hard. Hold it, hold it, hard. hold it, hold it. I hear a voice there. Yeah, uh, would that be Miss Alyssa? Is, uh, teething, and she's in the living room, and she actually <laughs> did my handicapping for me. Alyssa ah, did my handicapping good. for me this week, so you can bet these with both hands. All right. Well, you know what? Now I have more confidence. Well, not only do we have Dangerous Dan, we have Little Dangerous Dan in the house as well. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Fifth race at Turfway Park, six and a half furlongs, optional claiming $50,000, and I wonder one other than. Okay, let's take a look. Let's go right to the rail. Time doesn't wait. If you take a look at this filly, it's a three-year-old filly, Gilded Time filly, owned by Jennifer Tilly, trained by Carolyn Murphy, ridden by Otto Thorworth. Do you think that's Love. the D Jennifer Tilly? Uh, it could be. You never could know. Be. Yeah. She owns some horses. Yeah, they, and she so, plays uh, some great poker, too. Yeah, yeah, she's a nice poker player. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, and she's a great actress, too. Okay, I'm sorry. If you go to uh, uh, take a look at this horse, and Bill Bradley had this horse before Carolyn Murphy had the horse, and uh, she has taken over the training duties of this horse. This filly, if you look back, go back to, she breaks her maiden on January 9th, and then the next race, let, hey, let's try her against winners, claiming 15. Well, she wins that. Then they put her in a 15,000 non-winner of three lifetime against older. She was the only three-year-old filly in this race. All the rest of the fillies were four-year-olds and up, and she made it look easy, Ed. And that night, I put her in my watch list, and I've been waiting for her to run, and she just happens to show up in the kind of race I thought she would. A lot of people are going to bet the two, Complicity, but Complicity's been the beaten favorite in her last three starts. I think Time Doesn't Wait has a big shot at probably a nice price. I agree with you. I, I think you're doing very well there. Carolyn S. Murphy actually started off on a smaller circuit, came under the tutelage of her father, and she is actually 7 for 15 in the money, 33% winning percentage. You talk about a filly for the course. Four for four in the money, three of those wins a turf way. I think you got something here, but I'm still going to stick with complicity, Danny Boy. Uh, I like Victor LeBron and Mike Maker. I mean, the last 60 days, they're only winning 42% together, 71% in the money. And you know, you've heard me say this, the middle move actually had the lead and coughed it up at the end. You are right. You brought up a very good point. She was a beaten favorite the last three times out. But I love the third off. You had turf, you had poly and you're back to Polly again, and you're cutting back from a mile to six and a half furlongs, and you're adding Victor LeBron 
who's winning 24% at Turfway Park. So I'm going to box you up with, uh, I'm going to box complicity up with time doesn't wait, because they say time doesn't wait only for those that are in jail. Danny Boy, can you hang on to the next break? You know I will, Ed. That's my man. All right, we're going to head out to a break. When we return, we're going to finish up with Dangerous Dan and his weekend plan here on Winning Pony. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes. And the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again for the final furlong of Winning Ponies. And as you heard that wonderful voice say, you can always drop me an email at ed at winningponies.com. Let me know some people that you'd like to hear as our special guest joining, joining Dangerous Dan and myself. Speaking of the dangerous one, Danny, are you there? I am here, Ed. I love to hear that. Dan Progress, Turfway Park, it's calling your name. Let's go out to race six, the uh, Queen's Stakes, purse 50000 for Phillies and Mayor, four-year-olds and upward. Uh, I'm going with, uh, I think this horse can be in a price, Ed. I'm going to go with three here. Proud Harris, the five-year-old mare by Broken Vow out of a Dr. Carter mare, trained by your good friend Wayne Mogey. You know he don't run them unless he feels they're ready. Uh, Wonder Wishing Well back in January, broke 11th out of 11 that day and closed with a rush to get up by a length of three quarters and was six wide. I think he's gonna have a, she's going to have a pace to run at, and I think that uh, this horse will be ready to run. 
I like Proud Eris. I like Wayne Muggy. I like who? Leo Felix. I like two for four in the money at Turfway. Also going to have to take a look at Jay-Z Warrior for my exacta box. Third start off layoff coming from your Tampa Bay Downs. Turf to the poly. Even effort last time could be calling her name. Daughter of Harlan's Holiday and Harlan's Holiday. A very respected sire. Dan, the six races in the books. Where do we head? Let's go up to the seventh. Seventh calling. The hands will stay 50,000 for three-year-olds. Uh, very uh, competitive field here, I think, Ed, but uh, one sticks out in my eyes, and, and Alyssa loved this horse. We're going to go with Music City, three-year-old Colt. Uh, just got beat in the EBN, made all the pace that day, got ran down by Parade Clown. Parade Clown has opted for the lane's end. Music City, they, they, I think they realize this horse is more of a sprinter, and I think that uh, she's or he's going to run big on Saturday, Ed. I like to cut back from a mile to six panels for the $50,000 Hansel, winning a run second in the EBN, I should say, with Music City. Uh, going to have some speed there. I like King Puma, Edgar Prado, and Kelly Breen. Kelly Breen's going to have Westside Bernie in the lane's end. And you take a look at the Ocala Training Center, where they actually had a beautiful day. There's no wagering on those events. Yeah, but the riders down there, Danny, as you well know, are incredible. Take a look at two races back, and you see nothing but uh, Polly, Polly, Polly by Forrest Wildcat. I like King Puma. Edgar Prado, Kelly Breen, they just get warmed up, but I'm going to box them with you, Dan. Next on the docket. Let's go out to the eighth. Bourbon at Oaks, grade three, uh, going a mile um, for Phillies. I, I, I love Cactus Ridge horses, Ed. And take a look at uh, Hot Cha-Cha. Hot Cha-Cha is a three-year-old filly by Cactus Ridge out of a broad brush mare. I don't know what what the uh, stat is, but I know the Cactus Ridge horses run well on the poly. Uh, ran big last time out, win by half length, just ran them down, two back before that. Got a couple wins at the track. I look for this horse with Orlando Mojica to be coming down the stretch when it's time to cash. Cha-Cha does look good, Danny. There's a couple other ones in there that really that really fit the bill. Fits just right. Cornelio Velasquez uh, for Kieran McLaughlin looks good. Also coming from the Ocala Training Center. Uh, very nice race indeed. Uh, I-, I looked at Walloon with your man Abar Coa aboard, uh, taking Hector Rosario, putting Abar on. And you know who I came out with who really kind of uh, tickled my fancy was instrumentalist Garrett Gomez for Thomas Drury. Two for two at Turfway. Both of those wins coming out of an optional claiming 50, Danny Boy. Six and a half, but can she get a mile? That's my only question, and I think you're going to get paid a little more handsomely with this instrumentalist who I believe is going to be a big part of the early pace. So I'm going to box yours, and I'm going to box mine, and I'm going to take it to the window. I'm where we press, Danny Boy. Let's go to the ninth, the mile 16th rush away, $100,000. Last year, uh... Big Glenn won this race, Ed. You know who Big Glenn Sire was, is? Who would that be? Cactus Ridge. <laughs> you know, you've been talking about Cactus Ridge. Uh, I think they owe you a portion of the, uh, of the breeding rights. I think so, too. I'm going with no inflation here, Ed. The five, uh, three-year-old Gelling, re- repriced by an unbridled mare. Uh, Cornelio Velasco is in the ride. Horse uh, won at Tampa. trained by Thomas Proctor, by the way. Horse uh, had one start on the poly at Keeneland. Broker Mitt. Broke his maiden on it that day with Calvin Burrell in the irons. Like the last race at Tampa, came from off the pace with leading rider down on Daniel Centeno, who won the Tampa Bay Derby last week as well. He did very impressively. 
Very impressive. I, you you tapped me on Daniel Centeno, uh, I believe, when he was on the uh, on the Mountaineer in Ohio circuit, and uh, you said he was one to watch. So uh, I, I do agree with you, and but I'm also going to say I like Ziegfeld, Garrett Gomez, Dale Romans. This guy is known for targeting big time races. If you go back two races ago, running as Dunkirk, bump steady at the top of the stretch, comes right back and wins. With your man Eddie Nunez at Gulfstream Park, went a mile and an eighth. So distance is not the question. Cutting back to a mile and a sixteenth. I'm going to box him up, Danny boy. Lead it. What is next on the dangerous stand bandwagon? <laughs> the, the tenth, the lane's in grade two. Uh, and everybody's saying this is a wide open race. I think it's a two horse race. I like Middle Road over Westside Bernie. Horse people may want to include w- with with this group. There's a, there's a trainer in here. I think he's won a few Triple Crown races. I think his name is D. Wayne Lucas, and he's got the 10 here, flying private for, for Grand, Grand, Grand Slam Farm. Horse just missed last time out, blocked, altered course. It was six furlong. Looks like a little prep. Ran second, going a mile and a 16th. I think this horse will like to stretch out. Um, Should have won the last start, the Mountain Valley at Oakland. Uh, was second by head that day, but he did block an altered course. Don't be surprised. This horse don't out your exact or your trifecta. You know, I, I I do I do agree. But when you say two horse race, I don't think we're going to see six to five and nine to five. I, you know, as Bob Ellison alluded to, I think we're going to see maybe uh, five to two, three to one. I, I think the public is going to be uh, a little bit on the on the edge of their seat. I love Biddle Road, uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, the million dollar race was four to one. Since that point, uh, we've seen some even efforts. Second off of a layoff here, an even effort against Pioneer of the Nile, Papa Clement, I Want Revenge, came out in the stretch and missed third. I love Biddle Road, but I think Westside Bernie gets the job done with Edgar Prado and Dan completing my try. And, you know, I didn't hear you really touch on this one, and, you know, I really want your opinion. Julian Lepreau aboard Jack Spratt for Mike Maker, third off of a layoff. I, I, I look at the horse, and he threw out the fountain of youth, and, and he's very bettable. And and he's you know he's got proceed B on his chart. He's got Biddle Road, the the horse that that uh you know hold me back. I mean uh, Bob talked about it earlier. Earlier you got Bill Mott, you got Kent Sormo riding for him, and this this horse does remind me of Balto Star, and, and and he's right. I mean this horse could be any kind of horse. I think Biddle Road though the main thing that got me on him was when I looked at his chart and seen I want revenge was third. I want revenge. That race at Aqueduct two weeks ago was phenomenal. Oh, so, I, I, I agree. I agree completely. And I think if you missed it, you missed a whole lot. Danny boy, I think we've locked and loaded. We got twelve live races. First post time of one ten since you've been handicapping nothing but Turfway Park. I know you are focused in and whatever whatever track you attack, you usually give it your your complete all. Dan, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Be sure to tune in. Each and every week at Winning Ponies on Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about the Sport of Kings. We'd like to thank Bob Ellison of Turfway Park and definitely you, our man Dan, and the listeners for tuning in. Until next week, may all your winners be many and your photos be few. Good night, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 